0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Hey! We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash Sport. Thanks, guy. Ken LaVica Live. Jeanette Javier,
1: the Dominican Queen. It's her usual Wednesday spot. And damn it, we're glad to have her. Still in the Panowitz. Friday night lights. And it's hour two here on this Wednesday on ESPN 106.3. Hey, whether it's a clutch touchdown pass, a game-winning dunk, or an impressive dash to the finish, we want to highlight the best performance of the week presented by Baptist Health South Florida. Every week we'll be highlighting different teams across ESPN 106.3 and WPTV News Channel 5. The winning performance will receive $500 courtesy of Baptist Health South Florida. Do you know of a team, a player, or a school with a killer performance? Nominate them today. Emailing high school at ESPNWestPalm.com, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Go where the pros go. Hey Jeanette. Yes. Time for you to choose your own adventure again. Okay. Okay, okay, okay.
2: okay.
1: Do you want to hear Stone Cold Steve Austin make his announcement that he's headed to WrestleMania thirty-eight? Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear about a massive spider that's invading the East Coast? or do you want to talk about being drunk in a zoo? Uh,
2: I'll, t- I'll go Stone Cold this time.
1: Okay, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin has been challenged by Kevin Owens. WrestleMania 38 is just weeks away, and Stone Cold has taken up the challenge.
3: 19 years ago, I wrestled my last match in a WWE ring. After three rock bottoms, one, two, three, I lost the match. And for 19 years, I've had to live with that defeat, knowing my time was up. Kevin Owens, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for waking something up deep inside me that I've kept buried for 19 years. Yes. Ever since you started running that damn mealy mouth of yours, talking about (laughs) the state of Texas, the great state of Texas, you got my attention. And why would you want to do that, Kevin? I can think of two reasons. What's one? One, you are one dumb son of a... (laughs) And two, you are fixing to get your ass kicked by Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Whether you want to call this a KO show, a match, a fight, a brawl, whatever. What? What? I will guarantee you this. In Dallas, Texas, where I started my career at WrestleMania, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to open up... One last can of whoop-ass on you, Kevin Owens. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Woo!
1: Man, that makes me tingly.
4: In your nether yeah. regions?
1: Yeah, my nether regions are a tingle right now. And I, uh, I'm i an AEW guy myself, but that, makes, that gets me thinking about buying the old pay-per-view, Jeanette. That gets me thinking about it.
2: To me, it shows that they're kind of scared that they're bringing the big guns. Well,
1: you're right. They, you know, I mean, that, that's that's <laughs> desperate. AEW does nothing but excite people and put together sick pay-per-views. So, yeah, w- Vince is feeling a little pressure.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so he's also fired all their other wrestlers, so they need to go <laughs> back and get Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> to fill out the card now. Absolutely. But I'm uh, I'm I'm in. Now, by the way, just a, a little bit of clarification on Pelly Lindbergh uh, because we had um, – we had Chris and Boynton uh, say that that was one of the most traumatic uh, athlete departures of his childhood. Uh, Pelly Lindbergh died at age 26 in a single car accident five months after leading the Flyers to the 85 Stanley Cup Finals. They lost to Edmonton, ironically. In that, uh, he won the Vezina Trophy as the NHL's top goaltender, and then a month later is when he crashed his car uh, and and passed away. So just to make sure that we had, because I I didn't I was not aware of Pelly Lindbergh, to be quite honest. So I wanted to make sure that uh, I clarified. Uh, All of that in there. Most traumatic athlete departure of your childhood. Also, four years from now, who's going to be happiest about what happened yesterday with Aaron Rodgers, with Russell Wilson? I say, the Broncos, the Broncos, four years from now, are going to have no regrets. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Jeanette's on the same page with me. Uh, but I also think that, like the Arizona Cardinals, four years from now, if they can knock out a contract extension with Kyler Murray, everybody can sing Kumbaya again and be happy there in the desert. Uh, they have a path now with Russell Wilson not in that division anymore. So I think they may look back as that being a seminal moment in uh, in their football lives together joe is in jupiter joe's on ken Lavica alive hey joe guess where i am
6: on um, broadcasting from my hometown back in frisco texas that is the Dallas correct. Cowboys. i am looking how are looking you? right i'm good buddy i uh
1: i'm looking right now at where your heroes practice on a daily basis except it's um it's two basketball courts and not artificial
6: turf i'm so envious that's a beautiful place i know it really is sure all right, but the weather got, is yo. like 32, 32 degrees cooler there. Too, bro, things, So bro, bro, I
1: woke you... up this morning, and it was 29 degrees. Like, what is happening? <laughs> yep. Did that, you just bro It's 90 Joe? here, according yeah. to my truck. I broke Joe. I bro Joe because I expect when I come to Frisco, Texas, it's not to be 29 damn degrees, <laughs> even though it's March. Well, yep,
6: yeah, that, that's what happens there. That's what happens Man. there this coming here, for sure. So, Man. well... I got one. That I think fits your category. He's okay. in the Hall of Fame. Is he still alive? Can
1: we bring this? Is, is he still absolutely?
6: He's still, okay. Thank absolutely, God. He's, it was March. It was I was twenty-four years old. It was March of nineteen ninety-four. Riding the high of our second Super Bowl in three years mm-hmm. over the Buffalo Bills, thirty mm-hmm. to thirteen. Mm-hmm. And then our coach Jimmy Johnson gets fired, uh, and I'm uh, still paying for it today. Man, and yeah, I was they never
1: so shocked. We're the same after, it. yeah. Them.
6: Many other people. It's not a player, but I figure it would fit your category. No, that's I, I perfect. I don't have a player that would, that that's would perfect, be catastrophic like that. It's honestly,
1: we were up maybe, in arms. It, it might be the most shocking, especially the circumstances, the most shocking coaching end for anybody in NFL history. Like, that just doesn't happen. Yep. That type of success and the owner basically was jealous, and that's why that relationship yep. ended.
6: Twenty-seven years later, we'll still pay. Even though we won a Super Bowl the next year, that was Jimmy's team. That wasn't Barry Switzer. Nothing. No. Not, no knock on Barry Switzer, but uh, that was Jimmy's team. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that that that's mine that fits your category, and I can say it still pains me to this day.
1: Uh, Joe, if I can, I'll buy you a uh, I'll buy you a plush Cowboys teddy bear at the gift shop. Okay,
6: that would be great. I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll Message you my uh, address and you can you can uh, send that to me. Okay Absolutely. now the pressure is on
1: If the gift shop's not open, I'll just send you a picture How about that?
6: That's fine. <laughs> That'll work. I was just kidding by the
1: way. Uh, appreciate you, Joe. Uh, so so uh, I just wanted to make sure, Jeanette, that we were going to talk about someone that's alive because I'm sick mm-hmm. of talking about dead people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I
4: have one more dead person that I would like for you <laughs> for to talk so. about.
1: Yeah, no, okay, that's for fine. So. Go ahead and let's let's get back to death talk. Who who, who do you regret died? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six.
4: Who who do you have, Stone? I, I want to, you to talk about it a little because I know it impacted a lot of people's lives, including someone like my father, but. Dale Earnhardt.
1: Oh man, that is not where I thought that was going. Um. <laughs> all right. So, Jeanette, do you remember you being a proud Florida native? Do you remember the passing of Dale Earnhardt?
2: <laughs> I do not.
1: Okay. All right. So, uh, a little bit of story time with Uncle Ken. All <laughs> oh, right? yes. Let's let's go ahead and sit back and kick our feet up and talk about the death of somebody. All right. <laughs> uh, so, I was actually, and I'm not even joking, Jeanette. I was on a um, I was on a uh, a band field trip. To Disney World, a marching band field trip. <laughs> oh? to Disney World! What, oh my
2: what God. instrument
1: did you play? What <laughs> instrument did Clair- clarinet. You but
2: I was, so but, <laughs> but I was a, dr-
1: <laughs> I was a drum major though. So it gets even better. So I wasn't even playing the clarinet. I was directing the marching band. <laughs> I was the guy in front with the baton, doing all that stuff. So we actually were staying at some just like uh, horrific hotel in Kissimmee. Um, but uh, I remember <laughs> that Saturday because we first did a performance at the streets of Disney right where if you don't have the money to go to Disney like Dean did with his child you just bring them there and say it's Disney Uh, everybody
2: does that by the way and if they don't admit it then they're wrong my family does that and I've done that with my cousins when they visit from the Dominican Republic so I love it
1: It's like, hey, here's the Mickey Mouse Cheesecake Factory. Um, so <laughs> we performed there, and then we ended up going to Disney World, and we performed at Epcot. So what they do is they bring you in this little room, and you, like, record a song, like a professional. It was actually really cool. That I did play the clarinet there, okay? I want to make abundantly clear I did play the clarinet there. Okay, Squidward. And, yeah, right. <laughs> oh man you're right uh so then that was cool and then uh goofy came in and we shook his hand and that was fun uh and then what we did is that we with the, the marching band then uh marched through and played through the streets of epcot so by the time we got back to our hotel it was the end of the daytona 500 i turned it on and i saw dale earnhardt's Number three crashed uh, on the uh, on the infield. We saw the replays, and then I remember at, like, 11 o'clock at night playing, uh, like, Super Mario, because someone had brought their Nintendo, and we had the, the joined rooms, so we were, like, meeting up or trying to sneak off to get into a girls' room or something. Oh. And the, the, yeah, yeah, okay. Claire, yeah, yeah
2: says so the clarinet player. Says so hey. Squidward over here. <laughs>
1: clarinet players, just trust me, based off of my experience, can get it. All right. Okay. All right. And then uh, <laughs> uh so then we found out that Dale Earnhardt died. And then that's the extent of my Dale Earnhardt story. <laughs> like I don't know. Like he was the most fine. He was he was the most <laughs> popular NASCAR driver. I do uh,
2: I do remember. He died. Yes, I uh, I remember died because his son won the Daytona 500 the next year. Well, he won
1: the Pepsi 500. Oh, the Pepsi 500. With, later okay. that summer in July, he went back to Daytona, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. won that. Now, that was cool. That was really, really cool. Not I like I was that. insinuating Dale Earnhardt dying was cool. Like, I didn't mean to, like, correct it like that. But um, Dale Earnhardt dying was definitely a shock because even, I'm not a, a race fan, but you knew who Dale Earnhardt was, and you're not supposed to die in a race car, right? And it didn't look like he had hit the wall all that hard. But then, like, that that's my Dale Earnhardt story, though. I was actually in Florida. I was in Florida, and we were playing Yoshi on Nintendo when I found out that, um, that Dale Earnhardt died.
4: I appreciate that.
1: Playing
2: the clarinet.
1: (laughs) Well, that was earlier in the day. And, again, the professional recording we did, it was amazing. Okay? And I'm not going to let you tell me otherwise. Okay. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Have you ever played a clarinet at Disney? (laughs) 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I want to talk about the Packers for a second because – I wonder how Packers fans actually feel. I know they're happy that their guy is back, and it obviously keeps them in Super Bowl contention, but isn't there a part of them that dreads the drama that inherently always comes with Aaron Rodgers, and you have, at minimum, another year of that? And at maximum, another four years of that and his thoughts on things and his research and the constant pressure of, is he going to be able to finally get the job done in the postseason? Don't you, if you're a Packers fan, Jeanette, doesn't a little part of you just sort of say, man, I'm glad he's here, but ooh, this is going to be tough on the stomach for a while.
2: If I were a Packers fan, I, I'm, I'm glad he's here only for the football part. But like you're saying, definitely a part of hesitation or just you're going to be questioning a lot of things because that petty part that he, the whole, that he made a whole telenovela part still exists, and it yeah. doesn't go away just because you signed a contract with a bunch of money.
1: I, I, I just, I, he's awesome. I love seeing him on the field. I love watching him play. I think I like watching him play more than any other player in the NFL until Tua makes that leap with Mike McDaniel this year, and then uh, just wait. If you think my show is annoying now, just wait until Tua blows up this year.
4: Okay, just I can't wait for the sound bites post game after oh, the, after their four and zero of Mike Daniel.
1: What we're gonna have is impromptu Ken Lavica lives at like six o'clock on Sundays. Like it's just gonna be intense as hell, and I'm just gonna bring everybody in to
4: extol the virtues of Tua. Like, but like Dave Portnoy's emergency press conference. You just go live from Twitter.
1: Sure, sure. Except it'll be a lot less annoying and chauvinistic than Barstool. Now, um, for me, Thank you. yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure I, I made that clear, uh, Jeanette. So, uh, but Aaron Rodgers off the field. Don't you just roll your eyes at the thought of what the next couple of off seasons were going to be? Because we even talked about it. Do we really think he's going to be there all four years? Do we really think he's going to be there all four years? And what happens if they don't win a championship after the first two years? You're going to start hearing about uh, who's leaving, who's going to write this. Aaron Rodgers is going to start talking about who's retired. Is Jordan Love going to finally take over? Like This is not going to end just because there's a four-year extension. Aaron Rodgers, he's just not built like that. He's built for drama, Jeanette. He is a real housewife in football form.
2: Absolutely. And again, that's the part where you don't know. The Real Housewife in football form is an absolutely great statement, by the way, because it exists. It's true, and that part just doesn't leave because you signed a piece a piece of paper.
1: No, no. I, I'm just curious. Who will leave the Packers first? Who will leave the Packers first? Because the leader in the clubhouse stone is obviously Jordan Love. Yeah, it right? is. But— you just don't know if Aaron Rodgers, when he's going to start talking and chirping about retirement again. So why would you rush to get rid of a guy when you might actually still need him in two years? Who's going to be first to leave the Packers? Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur, who would be the fall guy for not winning a Super Bowl after the first two years after this extension, or Aaron Rodgers, who just decides he's done. Who will leave the Packers first? Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur, or Aaron Rodgers. Also, have you ever played a clarinet at Disney? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go around the room uh, and just and, and make sure we're all on the same page here. Uh, Jeanette, have you ever played a clarinet at Disney? No. Uh, who do you think would leave the Packers first, Love, LaFleur, or Rodgers? Love. Uh, Stone, have you ever played a clarinet at Disney? No, I have not. Who's going to be first to leave? Love, LaFlora, Flora Rogers? Love.
2: Have you ever I... sang and danced in Disney, though?
1: Uh, well, I mean, you mean like organized or just out of glee? Both. Eh, the lines are too long. I go to Legoland with my kids. Oh, okay. And Universal is more for me. But if I have another clarinet to play again, I'll go to Disney. Okay. I'll rekindle the great memories.
2: All right. Might as well go in 8, 8. Legoland, too.
1: <laughs> what if I brought a clarinet to Legoland? That would be something. Do it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, the, uh Can't true, wait for true, that contact.
2: Can't <laughs>
1: wait. <laughs> a true trailblazer right here. 888 760 Kevin is in Lake Worth. Uh, Kevin, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Ken. Uh, I got a comment on uh, something that you just said. I've
5: played the saxophone at uh, Disney Let's World let so I can I, but I have to I have to call you out here. Did you say clarinet players get it? Because uh, oh, yes. I can I can confirm they do not okay? no, no girl in the history of the oh, world man. even clarinet player girl oh, would man. say you know that guy in the clarinet section? He can get it. Oh, no. man. <laughs> they say that for saxophone players. They say that for trumpet players, yeah. the drum line, but never, ever clarinet.
2: And question on top of that, do, uh, what is the success rate of a saxophone player compared to pretty much everywhere else? Because I feel like that instrument would definitely... Yeah, they yes, got soul. Well, because the, the saxophone is sexy. It's a sexy instrument. It's a sexy instrument. Sexy instrument.
5: Well, it, it, it definitely works. I, I would say sixty
1: percent of the time it works. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, Kevin, Kevin, no, I'm going it's, to it's, I'm okay. going to divulge something here, Kevin. Okay, so I also happened to be the product, the spawn of a band director. So clarinet was not; it was my best interest instrument. But oh. you know what, so you know what picked it up for me though, when I finally was able to get it, it was after clarinet was my exclusive instrument because I played alto saxophone in jazz band and the berry sax and that actually i didn't even think about it that is when everything changed so i think you're on to something
5: okay that makes more sense and then you also have the band <laughs> director play to where you know what i want to get first chair so let me try to get in good with the band director's son oh, man i get it i get it man wow, kevin, kevin with the crazy. kevin appreciate totally that, called kevin. me out
1: and kevin kevin is hilarious and i appreciate the call uh, yes I suppose that that made me have some revisionist history and rethink how it actually went down with my band life. Things picked up for me when I got the saxophones involved.
2: You, and you know what? You, and I called you out on that. You're I right. called you out. That again, is, your intuition.
1: Right. Jeanette, your intuition struck again.
2: Never question me when it comes to partying. Okay? <laughs> Never question me. <laughs> or getting down. Exactly. Oh,
1: man. No, no. You know what really hurt me there? No, no one... No girl, not even a clarinet girl, has ever said that a guy who plays clarinet can get it. That was an exact quote from Kevin. And you know what? That did sting. I felt that in my soul. That Good. really hurt. The truth uh,
2: hurts, and you oh and you man. tried to live the lie, but nope, not on this, show, <laughs> not you on tried this to, show. Not on this show.
1: I got called out on my own show and <laughs> got embarrassed on my own show. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, speaking of getting embarrassed, you know who's going to get embarrassed tonight at the FTX Arena? Them sons. That's right. Los Souls. Is that right, Jeanette? Yes. <laughs> The Suns are getting embarrassed tonight at FTX Arena. And if you're going down there for the Heat and the Suns, national TV, but, hey, you want to be at the FTX Arena, take Brightline. It's the only way to see the Heat. Go to Brightline.com or use that Brightline app. And here's how you take the Brightline. Take it from me, okay? I, I know that I may have led some of you astray in trusting me with this whole clarinet discussion, but trust me when I tell you about the Brightline, okay? This thing is fast, fast. It is yellow, and it treats you like a first-class passenger. Get the premium seats, okay? So when you show up to the station, whether it be West Palm or Fort Lauderdale or Miami, you go and enjoy your drink, okay? Uh, Tito's and Cran, or maybe a Pinot Noir, a glass of Pinot. That was my move a couple of weeks ago. Some snacks you get on the train. And you have attendants come up to you and ask you, would you like another pinot? Would you like me to fill you back up? And this is going to the Heat game. Then you, you, you get off the train in Miami. You walk a block and a half to FTX Arena. You see the Heat get all up on the Suns tonight. And the buzzer beater train doesn't leave until after the final horn. That's why it's called the Buzzer Beater. Gives you plenty of time to get back to Miami Central Station, get on the train, and go home. Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm. You don't have to deal with traffic. It is stress-free, and they treat you like a king and a queen. That's why I love Brightline. Brightline app. GoBrightline.com. And a reminder, in the month of March, kids can ride for free at Brightline. That's GoBrightline.com. And the free Brightline app. When we return, it is time to go to Tinseltown. It is time to hit up Hollywood. It is time for Jeanette Javier's sports movie, Spectacular. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN
6: 106.3.
0: From the NHR and Bean studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Jeanette Javier is our Dominican queen. It's her usual Wednesday
1: spot here on Ken Alive, Stone the Bannowitz. I talk him up, but he's here every day. Uh, real quick, Jeanette, do you want to? Do you want an update of what's happening in the Women's Conference USA college basketball games here at the Star in Frisco? Yes, please. Okay, uh, let me see the time here. We have seven minutes left to go in the second half. Rice leads Marshall, sixty-nine fifty-five, and then nine forty-six left second half in the other game. And low-scoring affair. Old Dominion thirty-one, UTSA. 26 good very nice awesome uh also Jeanette before we get to the Jeanette Javier sports movie spectacular uh do you want to hear about the new state dessert in the state of Florida would you like to talk about your drunk moment in the San Diego Zoo or do you want to hear a story about a woman who lives off of chicken nuggets
2: I want to know, well, is the woman who lives off chicken nuggets me <laughs> the past two days Wait, after being so, drunk
1: at did, the zoo? Did someone write in a, a biography about me? No. Uh, I
2: guess I'll talk about my drunk moment at the zoo.
1: Okay. Please do tell because uh, I, I see over the weekend that you're on Instagram, and I notice you're at the San Diego Zoo is world famous. It yes. was a renowned institution. Uh, some of the most rare animals in the world reside there. It's a beautiful place. And I'm looking at your Instagram stories and you look drunk did you desecrate did you desecrate one of the fine animal institutions in this nation
4: First, before she starts her story she's wearing a hat that not even a six year old wears maybe a four year old wears it's like the one you buy from the gift shop oh, is it
2: that Tiger hat?
4: Yeah, it's got ears and stuff on it, <laughs> like a nose. Uh, There's a
2: story behind all of this, I promise you.
1: Okay, so so please tell us, we're, we're, first off, were you drunk at the San Diego Zoo?
2: I pre-gamed for the San Diego Zoo, <laughs> if you want to get into specifics about this. Uh-huh. Because being from Orlando, I'm from the, uh, the theme park capital of the world. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, I'm going to enjoy a couple beers at the zoo. But my friend, being the financial analyst she is, she was like, actually, why don't we ha- go... Ha- have lunch and pregame before we go to the zoo to save Ah, a couple bucks
1: financially wise and i
2: was like absolutely but guess what we did we went to the bar which was walking distance from our airbnb and we met up with a couple guys and then the drinks kept flowing around and we did a couple shots and next thing you know it was one o'clock and we haven't been to the zoo yet
1: more like man diego am i right Mm.
2: (laughs) that's a different story but (laughs) anyway but so then we go to the zoo and yes we are absolutely hammered by accident, too. It's one of those things that, you know, you're feeling good when you, the Uber comes, and then you're in the Uber, and then, bam,
1: it you're hits drunk. You. I've been
4: there.
2: And then we, we have to pull out the tickets that were electronic. Even that moment, that's when we should have been like, oh, we can try this tomorrow. But we did not. We moved forward because I'm not a quitter.
4: <laughs> so
2: I went in, and we did the monkey. We went to see all the monkeys, which were freaking great. Um, and I, I don't say go to the zoo drunk, but it definitely made it a little more interesting. Because then all of a sudden like we were reenacting what the monkeys were doing. Uh, it was I'm a sure, bunch of fun. I'm sure
1: people around you absolutely loved that.
2: Oh, for sure. We were the show. We became a oh, show. It was God. a free show.
1: Stone, would you, would you love to see two 30-something drunk women reenacting monkey movements at the zoo if uh, you went?
4: I'm not sure I would love it, but I would instantaneously pull out my phone and, oh, yeah. and, and make sure I recorded I, these clowns.
2: I, I am a
1: huge fan of Jeanette. I would be full eye roll.
2: Um, and then we went and did the safari, like, there's a car that goes all around the zoo and everything, and we were like, let's go ride this. Oh, see,
1: that's a good idea.
2: Yeah, um, and it was not. Because then, my friend... <laughs> and it was not. <laughs> we... They don't have lids on top of the cups that hold the beer because oh, people, because no. people, you know, like are, are throwing in and the throw gator them.
1: enclosure.
2: Exactly. So our beers did not have any lids. I was perfectly fine. I was probably that drunk person that was like, "Let me take pictures of everything. Snap, 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 snap. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go over your chair so I can get a ba- better angle of this rhinoceros that in its cage doing its thing." But then I looked to my friend on the left, and she's in the corner, and she fell asleep.
1: She oh, went night night.
2: And then what happened? <laughs> Fell she asleep at the zoo. And then on the bus tour. And then the <laughs> beer. I guess because she's falling asleep, the beer spilled all over the floor <laughs> of the car on the bottom. Oh so then God. when we were got when we went to go get off the bus, there were. Security guards waiting for us to oh, ask no. if we were okay oh, to see no. if we needed to get wait, escorted out wait. of the zoo. So, so uh,
1: zoo security, zoo, security. zoo, zoo security, security, who really should only be tasked with trying to keep the animals safe uh, from people trying to run in the enclosures, had to check to see if they needed to escort your two drunk idiots off of uh, off the premises.
2: Yes, off of the San Diego Zoo, but. <sighs> You know, as the queen that my friend, the queens that my friend and I are, we got our stuff together. We kind of we repositioned it. Pulled it together. Ourselves. We pulled uh-huh. it together, and uh, we stayed. They allowed us to stay in the zoo because they were like, we just said we needed. She needed a nap. She needed oh a nap God. because we were having so much fun well, and everything is okay. So what did we do? We said bye to the security guards. We got another drink, and then we went shopping at the gift shop.
1: Oh my God! I'm sure that was cheap. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you know why? Uh, someone falling asleep in the bus, uh, security took notice of that. It's because the person who fell asleep was in her 30s. The only people that fall asleep at the zoo are four years old or under. Oh, I'm sure Uh that zoo security hasn't actually ever seen that before. When anybody over the age of four fell asleep at the zoo, what is the most exotic animal that you saw at the San Diego Zoo? Uh,
2: The red panda. We saw the red oh, panda.
1: Wait, the woman or the the woman with the plates or the actual red panda. The
2: actual red panda, it was so cute and it was so so adorable. It was like frolicking by itself and we reenacted that too. And also we took pictures with every golden statue that was on the zoo at the oh, zoo. Wow. Every okay. golden statue. It was great. We have uh, now Are those pictures going to be public? Probably not. Because even I looked and I was like, ooh, maybe security guards should have stopped us from taking pictures. (laughs) But we lived it up. And now I have, and I went to the gift shop. And now I have a beautiful hat that looks like a tiger um, with with the black ears that pop out. And it's a kid's hat. And I didn't remember it being a kid's hat but I spent a good amount of money in the San Diego Zoo store after all that.
1: Oh, that is amazing. I actually would have been a lot more pumped if the Red Panda was actually that woman who performs at NBA times and <laughs> balances the plates <laughs> on her head and on that stick while she's on the unicycle. She's then badass. I would have been super pumped about your uh, San Diego Zoo trip. Alright, let's go to Jeanette Javier Sports Movie Spectacular. Jeanette who really hadn't watched any sports movies before she got into radio here at ESPN West Palm. And what do we do? We force her to watch a new sports movie every single week and she reviews it it is time now for Jeanette Javier's sports movie spectacular because she's our Dominican queen we're not using thumbs we're not using stars she gives her grade of a film based off of plantains the official Hispanic banana one plantain means bad five plantains is good Jeanette is seething right now because I called them Hispanic bananas
2: uh, why do you always do this it's every freaking time <laughs> I have no idea what it's going to take for you to finally call it plantain you can call it a fried plantain you can call it a sweet plantain you Toast can call line? it a bake yes but who cares because you, all you do is call it a Hispanic banana I do it all stop no you have you do not deserve you no you do not <laughs> respect the plantain <laughs> therefore you may not correct yourself okay uh. until you respect it be quiet they, until you properly say plantains every time. See, that's quote of the day.
1: You do not respect the plantain. Go ahead and write that down. All right. So, Jeanette.
2: Yes. Blue chips.
1: Let's get to it. blue chips.
2: Blue chips. So, um, interesting <laughs> cast of characters. You have Nick Nolte, who I recognize him as being a certified crazy man. And then you have Mary McDonald, who I also recognize from Dances with Wolves.
1: So <laughs> wait, what other movie did you did you see?
2: Kevin Costner from Bullderm was the main star and Dances with Wolves. Oh, man. And Mary McDonald, she is like she's she was stands with a fist, which was like the love interest when then in Dances with Wolves. So I don't under I don't know what's up with Dances with Wolves. Shout out to my mommy who always made me watch Dances with Wolves. That is every, hilarious. every sports movie comes out from it. So that's great. <laughs> um a lot of my time watching blue chips uh-huh. was kind of just being in love with one the sport of basketball and two how great everybody looked who was young.
1: You know, you Okay, got like Shaq, Penny. Shaq,
2: Penny, Larry Bird, yeah. Rick Petino. We had all these coaches, all these players, and I was just like, whoa! He was very very attractive looking younger like that, because Oh, the movie came out in 94. I was four years old. I, don't, I, I just wasn't that involved in the game of basketball back then. So that was great. Um, as for the plot, I loved it. It was actually more on the higher scale for me in terms of all the movies I've seen. It was a lot of drama.
1: Yes, a ton of drama. A
2: lot of drama. Um, but I will say Nick Nolte, which uh, it doesn't surprise me being the certified crazy man that he is, Perfectly portrayed being that crazy coach. Oh, Nick
1: is the perfect, perfect person for that role.
2: Yes, that that was casted perfectly. Um, one of my favorite quotes was, Any questions, stupid or otherwise, I love it, and I'm probably going to use it as I move <laughs> forward in my career because the, the audacity of things people have to say, I can just drop that. Any questions, stupid or otherwise, <laughs> and we can move forward with that.
1: Did the movie disturb you at all, Jeanette?
2: Really? Why would it disturb me?
1: I don't know because it's just it's it's a very brash look at college athletics.
2: No, I'm I'm actually more I'm so happy that we've kind of come out of that.
1: That's a good call. That is a very profound observation on your end.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling. I'm really into these movies. I watch them by myself. Nobody else watches, them, so I can have these deep insights with you. But, um, I. I really appreciate how far we've moved past that, where athletes are now respected, collegiate athletes are now respected for what they do on the court for these huge organizations and that, you know, boosters and sponsors and all these, all the people with the wealth and the power don't have as much say in these collegiate athletic, athletic lives.
1: Do you think that the movie holds up in 2022 since it was made to uh, be basically a look into the seedy underbelly of college recruiting in the 90s?
2: I think it does. It, gives a different de- it definitely gives a different dark perspective onto what it is, uh, onto what it was. And again, you have that look back where it's, this is how it was. This is how it went. This is why we need a change.
1: What stood out to you the most? Is there a scene that stood out to you about Blue Chips?
2: Honestly, one of my favorite things that stood out was that it was in the 90s and you had all the big booty TVs and a bunch of VHS (laughs) tapes and everything. That was great. Um, I personally, again, as a diehard Orlando Magic fan, loved, absolutely loved that Shaq and Penny were playing together throughout the whole thing. Yeah. That made me so happy. Um, As opposed to, like, things that stood out, Nick Nolte's character – um coach pete bell Mm -hmm. and his press conferences specifically the last one when he just went on the rampage and he was Uh like this is what we're doing i can't believe it i've cheated the game i love that dramatic walk-off and then he quit and then the the dances with wolves chick falls back in love with him (laughs) it was great
1: so let's get to our rating here one plantain eh, five plantains Excellent. We have not had a five plantain review yet. We have gotten up to four with a couple of different selections. One through five plantains. Jeanette, what do you rate blue chips?
2: I'm going to give blue chips a four and a half.
1: Whoa! Four and a half.
2: I loved this movie. I loved the drama. I love, as as a big basketball fan, I love the perspective of basketball it gave. And you had all these... Old characters, all these former coaches and all these former basketball players kind of make their pants. Larry Bird was in there. That's in a the right. parade.
1: And a young Rick Pitino, like you said earlier, four and a half plantains. Also, too, Jeanette, when you proposed whether or not Blue Chip should be the movie, could you please tell the audience what Stone's response to that was?
2: I've never seen it. I've never heard of it.
1: Yeah, I've never heard of it.
2: So Stone. I've, I've never heard of Blue Chips before until Evan Cohen mentioned it like a couple months ago and i thought it was about food
1: (laughs) you thought it was it was one of those blue uh, tortilla chip yeah
2: corn chip bags yes i thought it was Uh. one of those i had no idea it was a basketball movie that movie would
1: suck by the way (laughs) a movie about corn chips would
2: suck no 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 (laughs) no it would have been like tom brady going against peyton manning like hey i need that extra juice what am i gonna eat (laughs) here here tom brady
5: have
1: like I mess said, mess. Have your avocado. that sounds even <laughs> worse than what I proposed. Uh, so that means next week we need to pick a movie. Uh, I say we go back to, to football here.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, either the program.
2: Never heard of I don't know one. why.
1: The Last Boy Scout came to mind, but I don't know if The Last Boy Scout is actually a sports movie. I'm going to need people's help with this. The Last Boy Scout. Is that a sports movie? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, Jeanette Stone, in the break, I want you to look up the opening scene of The Last Boy Scout, and then uh, you'll know why I'm asking whether or not this is a sports movie. Is The Last Boy Scout a sports movie? 888 760 760 3776 That was Jeanette Javier's sports movie spectacular. You know what else is spectacular eds air conditioning eds is yes eds air conditioning that is how you get your ac good to go for the summer the long the hot the sultry summer because if your ac breaks down you're in a heap of trouble and uh, a lot of people don't get their ac looked at until well they're in a heap of trouble don't be that person have a little foresight get your AC worked on before you have to replace the whole thing, before you have to get into a hotel, before your family is miserable. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. And they're scheduling their appointment times around you. They don't want to hold you hostage. They want to make sure that you can go about your day and get your AC fixed in a timely manner. That's EDS Air Conditioning. Again, EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. That's EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning. We'll turn and wrap this baby up on a Wednesday. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN
0: 106.3. From the jar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Hey, Greenway Kia West
1: Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. I love, 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 love that car. It is my blue baby, and I got it at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Where the carbine experience was just absurdly easy, and it was stress-free. I think you're seeing a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a trend with what I like to talk about here on Kian Live. The businesses I like to back, and they're the ones that are stress-free, that make things easy. And that's where Greenway Kia West Palm Beach comes in. Because at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, you get one-on-one attention at the dealership. You don't have nine people swarming you. You need a car? You need a car? You need a car? No. There's actual adult conversations that take place. What are you looking for? What would you like? What's going to work best for your life situation? What about your financial situation? They identify the automobile, and if you have bad credit, and this is a no-judgment zone. I get it. I've had bad credit. I know how that goes. They are looking out for you because they get it too. They have a credit clinic, bank reps on site to try and get the financing that you need. It is Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you need to check out that selection online. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Military Trail. Half a mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. And we have more quarterback movement. And it's the Indianapolis Colts. According to Adam Schefter, the Colts are trading QB Carson Wentz to Washington for a package of packs. I think he meant picks, but I like that. Package of packs that's thought to include two third-round picks, sources tell ESPN. So Carson Wentz lasts a year in Indy. He is off to be a commander. Now, you said something to me, Stone, during the break about this. What did you say about Carson Wentz?
4: I said he gives off a, a commander vibe. Jeanette, what in God's name does that mean?
2: I have no idea, but I just watched the opening scene of The, the Last Boy Scout. Yeah,
1: yeah, Last Boy Scout. So, um, so do you think that's a sports movie?
2: Oh, my gosh. Um no.
1: Couple of minutes. I,
2: I I need I need
1: people to help me out because next week the sports movie spectacular is either going to be the program or the last Boy Scout, and I don't know if the Last Boy Scout is actually a sports movie. Is the Last Boy Scout a sports movie? 888 760 3776. 760 3776. It's
4: like the same argument as if Die Hard's a Christmas movie.
1: No, it's not.
2: Yes, it is. It absolutely is. I suppose. It comes out on Christmas, and it takes place during Christmas. Okay. So, Home Alone, not Christmas either?
1: You're right. It is Christmas. Thank you. It is Christmas. You're right. All right. Stone, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but I don't know what a Commander vibe is. I
2: don't either. I would have no idea. no no idea idea. what that
1: means. There's Uh, a metaphor. But I I wonder, what is is Indy going to do now? Do we Stone revisit this Tom Brady conversation
4: oh my goodness Tom Brady and Frank Reich. I
1: what what does Indy do now do they try and go after Kyler Murray do they at least call about him what's the play here because you don't have Aaron Rodgers you don't have Russell Wilson on the board Kyler Murray's the next disgruntled quarterback do they try and go with Deshaun Watson though there could be some pretty bad movement anti-Deshaun Watson in his court cases this weekend do you give Cam Newton a call? What do the Colts do?
4: Right. I, I, Jacob Beeson and uh, um, who is the former Texas quarterback? Sam Ellinger. They are not the answer. That's for Both damn bad. sure. Both bad. Both um, bad.
1: Not an option.
4: Yeah. I, Deshaun Watson fits. Um, we saw Carson Wentz tuck and, and do a lot of the zone read stuff that Deshaun Watson's obviously able to do. I don't know. It's interesting. It, it's very interesting. Who's
1: the, the Old Dominion quarterback that's the commander's starter or was the commander's starter?
4: Was oh, it Taylor Heineke?
1: Yeah, Taylor. Is is Taylor Heineke appreciably worse than Carson Wentz?
4: I mean, yeah, he is. He is. is he? He's, he's, he's a certified backup quarterback in the NFL. That's what he is head to toe. Carson Wentz is a bona fide starter, MVP caliber player when he's playing at his peak. Really? I mean, you you can't argue...
1: You realize this is Carson Wentz prior to injury from five years ago, It is
4: Carson Wentz prior to injury, yeah, but there's still so much left in the tank. I'm a believer in guys like that who have the athletic ability. I mean, when he's healthy and and he finds a certain rhythm, those are the guys you're afraid of the most.
1: Jeanette, if the Colts were able to talk to Tom Brady, if he was able to get out of his Bucs contract, as Pro Football Talk had proposed last week, um, how would you feel to see Tom Brady in a Colts uniform?
2: disgusted
1: <laughs> what
4: if he rocked 18
2: <laughs> oh man disgusting
1: that would be what if what if he rocked 18 do you think that that Payton would let uh would let Brady bring uh 18 down from the rafters I think uh, he in, definitely
2: would in terms of being petty I appreciate that move but absolutely not if the only place Tom Brady should come back to is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he belongs man what do the Colts
1: do at quarterback you've got to call Arizona right I you mean, have to just we, to see.
4: I mean, that that's that would be the basic thing to do, and I think because of that, it won't happen. But and th- I mean, Stone, you say that Carson Wentz, when he's at his best as an MVP candidate, you
1: know how I know that's not right is because he was worth two third-round picks.
4: I mean, that's so true. That's so brutal. When like uh, we can talk about this all day long, but the guys who make the decisions said he is worth two third-round picks. I just,
1: listen, he could be fine in Washington, but if I'm a commander's person, that's not doing anything for me. Uh, But don't worry, Jeanette, he has a commander's vibe about him, that Carson Wentz. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Last Boy Scout, hit me up on Twitter at KLV1063. Is that a sports movie? For Jeanette Javier and Stone LeBanowitz? I'm Ken Levic. I've been live on ESPN 1063. Bye-bye.